going on, my people? Welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Microphone. My name is Gerardo Munoz, pronouns he, him, his. I am the Colorado State Teacher of the Year, and I am your favorite hype man's favorite hype man. Um, I am here. Uh, Kevin is out of town. Kevin is at a really important conference that he has to attend, and he regrets that he's not here. So I have a guest host for you. I want to introduce my guest host or have my guest host introduce herself. Go ahead. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Brooke Brown, pronouns uh, she and her, and I am the 2021 Washington State Teacher of the Year. Brooke, thank you for doing this. This was like very last second. I texted Kev and I'm like, yo, Kev, can you do an emergency pod? He's like, nah, man, I'm on a plane. And I'm like, okay, uh, what should I do? He's like, I don't know, find a co-host. I'm like, okay, this is great. So um, so we put it out there and Brooke stepped up. This is amazing. We have some amazing uh, teacher of the year energy. So we do have an emergency show that we are dropping for you today. Um, as you know, we try to stay abreast of things that are happening in the world when it comes to all of our attempts to remix the conversation on race, power, and education. And uh, we have with us a very, very special guest um, who I will let introduce herself right now. Hey everybody, um, my name is Sabrina Suluaimahuka, my pronouns she and her. Um, I am the 2021 uh, Teacher of the Year for the Territory of American Samoa. American Samoa, this is so cool. And so Sabrina, before we get into the really like serious stuff, when you did an introduction at, um, at our sort of parade of states, you said that your region um, has two major exports to the United States. <laughs> Do you wanna say yes. those again? <laughs> So if you don't know anything about American Samoa, you can remember one thing. Our number one expert, uh, exports are military personnel and NFL football players. Yes, it's an amazing thing. So, uh, Sabrina, thank you for uh, coming on the show with us today. Um, we, we have, so I, I want to give a quick trigger warning to folks in the room. And Brooke, you can hop on with this. Um, what we're going to talk about today can be really difficult for um, a lot of folks to hear. And so we would recommend that if topics of discrimination and systemic racism are triggering to you, um, and maybe today is just one of those days where you're like, I don't want to have this conversation, uh, we would recommend to head over to our social media pages for ways to support. Uh, Brooke, what would you add to that? Yeah, I would just say take care of yourself if you need to. And yeah, I think it's really important to think about um, ourselves as we support one another because we need to stay in um, these conversations That's to be right, able right. to continue to make that change. That's right. Beautiful. All right. So um, and in a few minutes, Sabrina is going to share with us um, this incident that hopefully those of you who follow us on social media, hopefully you've caught what's going on. Um, it's starting to get a lot of attention. Um, our brother Jose Wilson from EduColor has been offering a lot of retweets and, and uh, advice to us as a collective. And so uh, hopefully you've caught wind of this. And if not, you can always catch up with us. And if you want to follow us, if you're new to the show, uh, boy, this is a great episode to be new to. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Dope Teachers. You can like us on Facebook, or, or as Cornelius Miner said, your auntie can like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Two Dope Teachers and a mic. You can also email us with uh, show ideas, feedback, questions, stories, um, Two Dope Teachers at gmail.com. So, um, so Sabrina, um, 
I have to be really honest with you. When I was named Colorado State Teacher of the Year and our little crew started to assemble on Facebook, um, someone said that there were 57 state teachers of the year. And I was like scratching my head. And I was like, that what? But th there's only like 50 states. What? This is really interesting. And then as names started to come up, I was like, oh, the, the other parts of the United States that have not been given statehood are also a part of this whole uh, discussion. So tell us a little bit about what it means to be American Samoa's uh, Teacher of the Year for 2021. Well, um, it's been an honor, of course. Um, I love my island. I love my home. And I'm always there to, you know, boost up my community. But for me personally, I think it means a little bit more um, just because I, my mom is also an educator. And she is the 2010 Teacher of the Year for American Samoa. No way. Oh, it yeah. runs in the family. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay. I hope that's the case and it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. um, when I became a teacher, I, I will be honest, um, I was strongly encouraged to be a teacher to try it out. It wasn't something that was on my agenda. Um, but, you know, I, I guess my parents knew more than I did. Mm -hmm. um, so they said, try it out. You've been helping your mom with tutoring anyway, um, so you might as well just just go ahead and see if you like it. Well, you know, fast forward now, you can see how that turned out. Um, yeah. But when I did started uh, to like teaching, I automatically said, you know what, I'm going to get that same award that my mom did. Um, and so ever since I started working with our government public schools, because that's when our time actually starts, um, I gave myself a timeline. And I am so, <laughs> I'm grateful that I was able to push forward because I did meet that timeline. And now we are here as the 2021 Terrial, Territorial Teacher of the Year. So I'm very proud and I'm very um, excited to represent our island. That's awesome. That, that's so great. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like, so my mom is also a, not never, never a Teacher of the Year. Um, my mom's a retired teacher and nice, um, nice. and I always thought that my grandmother probably should have been a teacher you know she was in an era when women didn't just weren't encouraged to go to to go to college and, and that kind of thing so that's cool what a legacy um yeah so so we we try to understand perspectives of of kind of where educators come from um and kind of what the community is like so so what is the role of the teacher where you're from in American Samoa how are teachers viewed what's that life like um I think we have probably some uh, similar perceptions within our community um so before of course um it's always the hard part of saying that we feel a little bit undervalued uh, or we're expected to fulfill so many roles and, um, and of course, you don't become a teacher to get money because you know very well teachers, <laughs> we don't make that much. I don't, um, I don't know what you're talking about. I make, I make hundreds of dollars a month. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know that paycheck goes back into the classroom. Um, <laughs> and that's just because we love our kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, basically the culture we do out-of-pocket supplies for our kids because we know that if we don't do it um 
we're going to wait for a very long time for those resources. Um, right now, uh, our island is going through a lot of uh, retraining because they're trying to get more technology integration. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on um, trying to meet the diverse needs of our learners because I believe about like, I want to say 80 to 90% of our kids, um, English is their second language. Um, and so by law, we're supposed to teach um, using the English language, but teachers usually supplement and, and try to go back and forth and be bilingual for their kids, um, just because we're trying to build up that vocabulary development. Um, so of course we struggle with like reading comprehension scores and getting our kids to these, you know, these standardized tests that they throw at us. Um, but essentially we have a new director and I personally have seen a lot of progress with this new administration. Teachers got raises. I mean, I'm sure it's not comparable to stateside um, paychecks, but we're very, very happy with where we are right now. And so I hope to see uh, more uh, progressive pro uh, progress with our DOE system. That's beautiful. I, I um, just as, as a woman of color and as a teacher, um, I just always wonder, I know you said uh, teaching wasn't really what you had thought about going into, and I would echo the same thing. I feel like teaching was a calling that that uh, pursued me, which it sounds like is the same thing for you. So um, what's your why? Like, how did you, I know you said it, it runs in the family, but how did you, um, what was your journey into the classroom? Um, what keeps well, you there? And what keeps you there? One. So... What I've come to realize is that, you know, these kids need us. I'm looking back. <laughs> I feel like I was a type of student. I was a good student on paper, but um, emotionally and preparing for my future, I feel like I could have, I needed a lot more mentorship in my life. And as a teacher now, that's what I'm about. I'm about guiding our students. I'm about pushing them, even though they don't want to be pushed. I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be like, no. I know you can do this. I know that you are not even close to your maximum potential. Um, so you may not like me now, but later on, um, you're gonna I, I feel like, Brina, so I feel like you said this me. to like all of us at Space Camp too. <laughs> you're oh, yeah. like, get, get on the level, get yeah. on the level. <laughs> you know, if you're not there, like you're gonna hear my mouth. You may not like it, but it's for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so true for so many teachers of color that, we are in the classroom and um, we are, we continue to be there because we are um, trying to fill the role of who we needed and yes. um, just really paying it forward and backwards, right? Like just really trying to be good ancestors. So yes, yes. I love that idea of being a good ancestor. Like I, yeah. th this was a concept that you introduced to me in a conversation earlier this week. And it, it really does capture things. You know, I look around at my community where I grew up and most of the guys I grew up with, they're like, you know, they are their casualties of what I would call a white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchal structure. And, you know, when, when I look at what they needed and the affirmation that they needed and the encouragement they needed, like I definitely find myself in that space. So no, that's really, that's dope. Um, well, we're going to pivot real quick because I think um, this, this story has been so amazing and, and you've experienced a bump in the road. 
um, <laughs> so to speak, I suppose. Um, so had a blast at space camp. Super cool to meet y'all. I'm going to carry my new nickname with me for the rest of my life. Um, think, think about getting it tatted. You know what I mean? Uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we what had this great experience. Oh, you don't know? No. Brina? It's baby bus. <laughs> I wasn't on your team, y'all. I know. I know. He, I just expect people to know. I wasn't on that team either. I wasn't on that team either, but I had to, because I was doing a, I was doing a keynote and I was like, I'm going to miss some activities. And they're like, you don't want to miss the anti-gravity like simulator. Oh. And I'm like, what do I do? And they're like, why don't we switch you with the C-Bus team just for that activity? And they were welcoming. Sabrina gave me a new nickname, uh, you know. And so it's, uh, yo, I mean, it, and it's on brand for. Um, it made me earn it. Like, it definitely wasn't <laughs> just given, <laughs> for sure. Um, so we had this great experience. Uh, 41 of us um, from across the country and the territories uh, gathered in Huntsville, Alabama for space camp. Um, I did not want to go. I didn't think I was going to have fun. And it was um, and it was a really wonderful experience. Um, so in light of that experience, you experienced something with um, American Airlines, with air travel. And that's kind of what brings us to the emergency portion of this podcast. Will you share what, um, what happened? Sure. Um, well, you know, I and take your time it. step by step. We <laughs> want the audience to understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the 26th, I believe it was, um, I checked in super early just because I wanted to make sure that I was on the safe side. So I already went through TSA. Everything was sitting there um, with other, you know, teachers of the year, um, trying to catch up on some snacks and stuff. And all of a sudden, I got this text saying, "Oh, your flight was canceled." To be honest, <laughs> I let out a scream <laughs> of "No!" Yeah, I think um, we remember no. that. Uh, yes, very loudly, and I think I shocked uh, you know the other teachers that were around because I panicked. I have not had to deal with cancellations like that before. Um, and so immediately, you know, other teachers were trying to walk me through, like, what did I need to do? Who did I need to see? Um, and so I was able to walk down, uh, met um, my other teacher who was also on the same flight as me. And so I let her go first to the check-in counter because, like I said, I was panicking. I did not know what to do. So after I saw how the conversation was going with her and the questions she was asking, there was an open uh, lane for me. Uh, and a lady said, you know, can I help you? So I went over there and I said, well, you know, I just got the text to say that the flight was canceled. I really need to leave tonight, um, you know. Are there any other available flights that I can hop on so I can get out of here? Um, she, you know, got my ticket information and said, no, um, the fastest that we can get you out is the next day. And I told her, well, you know, I, I'm not from here. I literally have nowhere else to go. Um, will the, the airline help me with hotel accommodations? Flat no. Just like her face absolutely no emotion. No was looking at her system and said, uh, we don't do that because it was a weather cancellation. After that, obviously, after, you know, hearing her tone and everything, not even just seeing any emotion on her face, I said, okay, um, can I get my, my luggage? Um, and she, so she went in the back, gave me my luggage. And that was basically the end of the conversation. Um, and so my other colleague and I, 
uh, she was actually, you know, she got the same answer. It was a weather cancellation. Sorry, we can't do anything. Her uh, person was a lot nicer and actually said, sorry. Uh, mine was just like, it is what it is. Um, but her uh, representative said that there was a, a hotel in the airport. And so I was like, okay, that's the most convenient one. You know, let's see what we can do. Um, maybe we can split this room. Um, I know our other colleague is on the same flight. Maybe we can all split it, you know, figure things out. Of course, there was no availability. Um, then still panicking. And so my other colleague, um, she reached out to her spouse. Um, and so when she was doing that, I reached out to um, Anthony. And I was like, oh, Anthony, uh, this is what's going on. There's no availability. They're not going to help us. We're on our own. Let's let's try to see if we can meet uh, to come up with a solution. Um, so we were, we were able to Uber it uh, to our hotel um, with my, my first colleague, uh, also of Asian American Pacific Islander descent. All of a sudden, I want to say two, 20 minutes later, Anthony calls back and says, oh, they were super nice to me and they offered me all accommodations. And again, I'm thinking, what do you mean by all? Because I only asked for a hotel. You know, there's more to it. And he said the hotel, he got a meal voucher. He got a taxi voucher. Mm-hmm. Um, they found out that the hotel at the airport wasn't available. And so they called around for him. Again, the people wow. who, were on the, who were on the phone were the, that was the same service rep that saw me. Yeah. Um, and from there... I looked at my other colleague in disbelief and I said, why did, why did that happen? It, it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom a reason at that moment because it was just so shocking to me. And she looked at me and said, what do you, why do you think? Oh, you know, of course it, it clicked in there. I, that's not my immediate thought, but. (sighs) And what was she, what was she indicating was the, why it happened? Well, um, if you look at us, you it, it's very clear that we are people of color. We're also mm-hmm. female. But our friend Anthony is picturesque of a boy next door, <laughs> all American. Yeah. Uh, to put it plainly, um, he, is, he is a white male. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And while he is a sweet person. <laughs> oh, he's great. Yeah. And, I don't and think maybe we're that's using his name. He pushed it, it forward. Yeah, um, and we're using so, his name because he is actually he's yeah. actually engaged in in yes, um, standing up we, as well. So had, that, that's why we have this. Yep. Yeah, we had spoken. He is a wonderful ally, and and I did get permission to use his name just to, just to clarify. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, and then he also shared that he had trouble finding a taxi. So he actually went back later on to the same uh, service reps and they called around for him too. Couldn't find anybody. So they walked him through how to get an Uber with a refund. Yes. So you can obviously tell that there was clear (laughs) bias in how we were treated and how the end results of our conversations with these service reps. Um, And so it took me, it took me some time for me to process that and come up with an articulate way to express my emotions um, without dropping any, well, bad words.
So what has been sort of the the update on since this has happened? What um, what has transpired since this um, incident? Well, um, as soon as it happened, again, I, I did take some time to process it, but I did share it with our other state teachers of the years um, just because, you know, at space camp, I felt empowered by everyone and I felt, you know, safe to share um, so I did share that right away and they were firing back with, um, of course, their support and love, but also suggestions with, you know, how we can not leave it as it is and not stay silent. And so I was able to read through them and sort through, you know, my own emotions too, um, because that, that, that was very hard for me to do. I am not an emotional person, but that really took a toll on me emotionally and mentally. Um, a lot of second guessing, a lot of self-doubt. And so after, I believe the next day, that's when I said, you know what? I feel like it's time for me to share. So I did share things on my social media platforms. I had just made a Twitter just for Space Camp because I was told that that's where you go with uh, Teacher of the Year stuff. So that's that was new to me. And I love Twitter. Welcome to Twitter. <laughs> sharing my story and that's that's the inception of my twitter well yeah um, i mean it's a way to start <laughs> it's a way to start <laughs> i have a i have a, a friend who um who had a twitter but they didn't use it that often and um they they found out that they were losing their job because they had um had their they had had their students write letters to Mumia Abu Jamal, um, mm -hmm. and some news outlet got a hold of it, and so it was all over Twitter. And somebody told them, "Hey, there's all kinds of stuff about you on Twitter." And they're like, "I'm not even on Twitter." Oh my gosh. Twitter's Twitter's dramatic, and and you know, part of what initiated um, contact between yourself in the airline was that you know American Airlines got wind of what was happening and started to kind of like reach back to folks and say, "Hey." message us tell us what's going on um because i you know social media has its its ups and its downs but one of the one of the things is a lot of these companies do want to protect their brands and so you know if people are tweeting about them um it's uh it's something that there's sometimes been attention to so um be before we kind of get into the steps that followed has um has this kind of thing ever happened to you before? Uh, to this like point, no. I mean, I've always been stared at when I do go off island and mm -hmm. I feel like a zoo animal. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I, I can deal with that. Yeah. You, you can say all you want. It's not going to bother me too much. But this uh, is blatant, uh, blatant mistreatment, no. Yeah. And it it rocked me. Um, so. Yeah. So when you say it, it took you a while to kind of like get your mind around it, um, was it, what was the feeling? Was it a feeling of disbelief? Like, okay, I've, I've heard of this, but is that what this really is? Like, did you yeah. have that kind of reflection? Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I'm an English teacher and what a, <laughs> I, it is a must in my curriculum. We cover Langston Hughes' uh, poem, I Too. Oh, I Too. And you know, I never skipped that. I pushed that forward. And I, you know, and I tell my kids, yes, he, you know, at the time he was, he was, you know, referring to, you know, um, 
African-Americans, but I tell them, no, it's always people of color. We are also, you know, included at the table and no one should be kicking us out. Um, and so, of course, I, I teach this, yeah. but you cannot teach the emotion that comes with it. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, that has definitely be, been an eye eye-opening experience for me um, and so I, I'm just thinking about how I would try to you know impress upon my kids that if this does happen you know there is a lot of internal reflection that you're going to have to do um, and and that's okay but also that there are people here to support you as well. Yeah and you know Brooke I know that like this is something that you know, th- this was part of the bond that a lot of us established when we were in space camp was just knowing that we've all been through things like this before. Um, so, Berg, I'm sure you can relate on on a level of kind of the recognition of like, oh, wow, this is happening. Like, this is happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that... Um, you know, when I heard Sabrina first share that this was the first time something like this had, ex- she had experienced, I, I was like, oh my goodness. And oh my goodness, like today years yeah. old. Right. And really thinking about, you know, yeah. I remember the first time I got called the N word, I was in kindergarten, you know, and just yeah. thinking about, um, but uh, you bring something up really important to Sabrina, just thinking about how you know, so many of us have similar stories. So many of us have similar experiences and how um, how it takes so long to process through. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm just so, this is hard. Um, so, oh, go ahead, Harada. Oh, I was just going to say, and, you know, I, you know, not to, not to trivialize this or be too light about it, but when I found out that this has happened to you, I'm like, Oh man, I kind of feel like they messed with the wrong person right now <laughs> because, you know, Serena, right. one of the things that we all just love about you is you come as hundred percent, your authentic self. Um, you're funny, but not to be toyed with and not to be disrespected. And so it's just like, there's no right person to victimize with racism, right? My kids have nicknamed me the warlord. I mean- um, so American Airlines, they didn't know. No, they, they weren't didn't ready. know. They didn't know that 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 poor person, that poor agent in, in the Huntsville airport had no idea who, who they were messing with. And, you know, so it was just like that was my moment of like funny. I was like, oh, man, they done did it now, <laughs> you know. But I think also like, you know, I've known um, folks who have experienced this stuff for the first time. And, you know, some other time uh, you'll have to join us and talk a little bit about what it means to be. Um, someone who does not live stateside and who lives in a territory in your community. And then you come into this wilderness <laughs> and, you know, try to kind of, like if Twitter was a physical country, it'd be the USA, like most definitely, because that's exactly what we have going on here and to kind of share that story. But I think that especially considering that this is a basically new experience for you that you've never had to deal with much, you know, um, except for here the way that you've leaned into this resistance um, is pretty inspirational and and it's pretty powerful to say that I'm going to keep rolling with this. I'm going to keep fighting. And I know it's in your DNA, but, um, but I think that we always have a choice when these things happen to us and because we can choose to fight or we can choose to flee and I'm not going to judge either decision. Um, But I know that fighting is hard. 
especially if it's your first fight. So just big ups to that. Uh, yeah, Brooke. Absolutely. Like, I just appreciate you so much, Sabrina, and have so much respect and um, admiration um, for how brave you are and, and courageous. And just like Corrado said, you know, no, uh, either choice, right? But um, just so um, appreciative. Um, and I saw the pun, or I, I heard the pun earlier, Gerardo, right? Don't toy with the toy. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey. you know, English teacher loves a good pun. Ah, and okay. so, so y'all should know, you know, and let us know if, if you want to hear more of Brooke as a guest a host, because every time Brooke opens her mouth, it's a t-shirt. Like <laughs> these oh, things yeah. just go on t-shirts. It's like, oh, that needs to be on a t-shirt. Um, imagine if we wore those to DC. Um, so I'm already thinking about it and I feel like I'm going to get that on a shirt. So <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, I yeah. Love it. No, that's great. I love it so much. Uh, so much love for y'all. Uh, so where are we at right now? Like what, where are we, um, in, with, uh, regards to this incident? All right. Um, and so, you know, after all the love and support online, American Airlines did reach out to me and it said that they're going to do a five to seven day investigation. Um, and they talked to me through a phone. Um, so they had my information. Um, and so I just got that back um, on the third. Uh, of course, it was a disappointing uh, response. They their investigation yes. concluded. Tell us about that response. <laughs> they concluded that you know it it was not discrimination. Um, the service <laughs> rep was unaware that it was a cancellation due to weather, um, and so they understand that it was a discourteous um, experience. And they offered me a $200 voucher and they have asked for my receipt so they can reimburse me for any um, additional cost. This and, and they characterized it as a mistake, right? Correct. As a Correct. mistake. And like, I just want to point out, so a mistake is me and my spouse are driving down the road. And my spouse says, turn left here. And I turn right by accident. Mm -hmm. Oops. Oh, no, I turned right. You said left. I turned right. That was an error. Like, how do you make a wrong turn into racism. <laughs> like, I, I'll, you know, I'll that. I will tell you that it's called Im implicit bias. I mean, yeah. 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 Well, I think that's kind of the key of it, right? The key of it is the fact that this, that there are, there are, there are a lot of different ways that bias manifests. And, and Brooke, you've, I think you've done a lot more reading around this than most people. Um, but one of the places where it manifests is when you, when you offer things to people that you don't offer to others. And the, for some reason, the, the, the reason, the, the ability to see that as bias seems to be missing the airline somehow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is what um, sort of comes to maybe thinking about um, next steps, Sabrina, and how we can continue yeah. to support you is really thinking about um, a lot of times when we think about bias and we think about racism and we think about how power plays out, we often think about the interpersonal nature. Like yeah. maybe it was this one person or this one, you know, instance at the counter, but really it's about systemically how this is um, impacting folks of color because it's happened to more than one of us oh, yeah. in more than Absolutely. one city on more than one um, situation. And so um, I would 
love to just hear like, what, what can we do for the listeners, um, for us teachers of the year, for um, folks that follow uh, two dope teachers on Twitter and uh, at BA Brown 253, um, just to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> what are ways that we can support, support you, Sabrina? Um, well, I have probably simple requests. I love your support online uh, just because uh, the more that you share our, um, you know, my story, the more people are, are aware to say, hey, yeah, you're right. Um, it's time for a change. We can't sit there um, and just keep accepting this type That's of right. behavior um, right. from the airline or from anyone. Yep. Um, it's 2021 already. We're done with that. Yeah. Um, and so I want to push for policy reform. I don't want their money. Let's put that out there. I don't need that. I have, I have multiple jobs. I can take care of that myself. Mm. I want them to recognize that there is room for improvement. Let this negative experience fuel positive outcomes. And so who better to learn from than the state teachers of the year? I mean, that's literally our job. We can, we can teach y'all. We can, we can teach y'all how to, how to, how to defeat implicit bias in your workplace. (laughs) So, and you have a couple of specific there you go. And you have a couple of really specific asks that um, that are being circulated around social media right now. You talked about the bullet points, um, you know, the reimbursement and like that's a bare minimum. That's that's like a bare minimum. That should be something you shouldn't have even had to ask for. Right. What are the other asks that you have that address, you know, sort of the way that bias runs rampant in their system and in, you know, and, and I think, I think the the entire like airline industry is guilty of this kind of thing. They're just, they just got caught today, (laughs) you know? Um, So what are the other specific things that you are requesting of American airlines? Cause we know they listen to the podcast, like obviously, right. Um, (laughs) Obviously. So the CEO of American airlines is listening right now. (laughs) Yo, CEO of American airlines. We got something to say to you. <laughs> uh well of course in ev- every little thing that you do you, you have always have to acknowledge that there is wrongdoing and so that's mm-hmm. the first step yeah. um second one is to reevaluate the whole system like you said it's systemic um and so coming up with these trainings coming up with you know from the top to the bottom and back um there needs to be a change and so I would love to help them with that training and coming up with these these workshops that, you know, you can recognize when there is bias or, yeah. you know, you can internalize to say, oh, let me do a check on myself. I'm not I'm not sure if, you know, right. I'm being fair right now. That's yep. what we need people to recognize. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, to ensure that this is not a one time thing, there should be equity audits. You know, there should be some some passengers, maybe of color and stuff. Just hey, let's let's see how this goes. Let's see. That's how so interesting. I've never, I've never asked how I was treated on a flight, and maybe it's because they know. <laughs> you know, they, that, they saw you from afar. They weren't gonna ask you. They're like, don't ask him. Don't ask him. I'm like, I'm just trying to get somewhere. That's all. But no, I th- that's a great idea because what what is a movement? What is progress? If we're not constantly in conversation with ourselves about how we can do better. Like we're not going to be perfect in this. It took a, it took a period of, Oh, I would say about 400 years to really solidify um, racist systems in this country. We're not going to do it in a week. Um, But how are we destabilizing those systems? How are we interrupting those systems? Um, And how are we challenging those systems? And I just think that this is um, such a great way to, 
to do it. Um, you, you've also talked about wanting an actual conversation with oh, yeah. American Airlines because for all the, com- all the communication you've had, you've not actually spoken to anybody. No. That's amazing. Um, it was a, the first initial email. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, sorry. The first, uh, first official contact, it was via phone. But again, I don't know who this person is. I like to see right. people when I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the response after, you know, their investigation um, was via email. That's yeah, amazing. So, you know, that's not going to help me. Customer relations department. No, I'll, I want to, you know, want to dig deeper and I want to talk to who's in charge <laughs> because those are the people who make changes. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. And, and I think uh, American Airlines, like we need you to do better. We need you. Like, I love that Sabrina, it's an invitation. That's the teacher in you. That's the queen in you. That's like, <laughs> how can right. I right. support you? How can I help you? How yeah. can I show up to help you get better? And That's I think right. that is just a demonstration of your character and what makes you the teacher <laughs> of the year. That's and right. I would just challenge uh, listeners and, and folks out there that are hearing this to say, um, this is one incidents on one airline in one um, beautiful human beings experience but this is something that so many people go through every day and so what are we doing in our spaces to interrupt um, these systems to interrupt these experiences to hold folks accountable and to really support folks that are experiencing this and what I love about Sabrina is that um, she is uh, she's so fierce. I love yeah. how she speaks her mind and I love the authentic hey, care, the authentic <laughs> care that I know she has for people. And Sabrina, yeah. your students are so lucky to have you as their teacher, that even in these experience. And even when you came here for this beautiful experience and were treated like this, that your offering is still love. Your offering is still your heart. And I would just challenge that as we are moving through these experiences, that we take that most important lesson from Sabrina, that we must continue to offer love and, um, and growth. And that um, it's not about money. Money is never going to fix any of these problems. It's about okay. relationships. It's about learning. And then it's about changing and moving yeah. forward in an authentic way. So thank you, Sabrina, for being yes. my teacher and for yes. everything that you do for all of your students. We, I oh, appreciate absolutely. you and I love you so much. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I said you were the hype person, but Brooke, you just took it to a new level. <laughs> <laughs> There's always another level. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to share that, you know, it, you know, that wasn't my immediate response, but that was my response as, as a teacher, because I got to think about my students. Yeah. I'm, I'm a role model. I want them to be better. So I can't just say that to them if I don't do it myself. So I appreciate that. Um, and it's keeping yeah. me in check. You know, I, I got to keep doing, I got to be that person. Cause that's my yeah, motto. Yeah, be it. that person. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I always, I always take gratuitous um, sort of opportunities to do- drop Paulo Freire's like uh, wisdom where he says that there's no authentic, <clears throat> authentic learning experience that doesn't move student and teacher forward at the same time. And I think, you know, to your point, they're, they're watching us. Um, they, they see us. And when we tell them about standing up for what's right and we tell them about not being bystanders, um, but, to, but to become involved when there are incidents like this, if we're not doing it, 
um, then those words ring hollow. And I just have to share, I was so motivated, um, you know, by finding just new ways to try to get this, um, this story out there. Um, because there, there are so many places where these micro and macro aggressions are committed against people of color. And I was, uh, I'd actually gone to renew my driver's license because those of y'all who know me know that I lost all of my documents when we were traveling. That was such a good time. Um, so I'd gone to, <laughs> it was so exciting. It was one of those things where I just had a Zen moment. I'm like, okay, well, this is what it is right now. We're just going to have to solve it. And so I, you know, I, Here we I go. got home. I know. Yeah. I got home. I went to the driver's license office in my neighborhood and um, and I noticed that one of the agents at the office was being really curt and discourteous to these two black men who I believe were immigrants. And one had come as an interpreter for the other. And uh, this person said to the interpreter, well, but you can't give him the answers because we've had people cheat on these things like a lot. And so you just have to make sure that you're only translating and I, and I, and I stood there for a second. And once it sunk in, I, I said to another agent, I was like, I don't know, there's somebody out here saying this stuff. And um, I think you should probably do something about it. And uh, got a call a couple of days ago from the office, thanking me for bringing it to, to their attention. And so the, these are the things that I think for me, the big learning is, and looking at Anthony's example as well, that those of us with power, those of us with privilege in a society, we, we actually do have a responsibility to step in and interrupt these things uh, that are happening. And so um, that's been learning for me. So I uh, wanna encourage everybody to uh, support Sabrina in all this. If you look at uh, the uh, the Twitter feeds for the Twitter and Instagram feeds for Two Dope Teachers and a Mic, um, any updates that Sabrina sends us, uh, we will pass on and we will share. Um, if you want to reach Sabrina, go ahead and reach out to us and we can put you in contact. Uh, we want to make sure that the people who are speaking with her are coming in good faith um, and doing that kind of thing. And then Brooke, you said also your uh, Twitter handle if folks want to follow you. Brown 253 Check us out. So um, so what we'll do, is there anything else you want to say, Sabrina, before we, um, before we conclude here? Um, no, just thank you uh, for giving me the space to share my story and, and talk about a hope for progressive change. Yeah, we're going to all be advocating for it. And um, and we'll have to have you on for like a real, real episode so we can get to know you a little bit and uh, get your story out here. Because I think past the more the trauma. I, that's, that's well, I mean, that's the thing is you never get past it. Right. But to see you as a person that is something more than a person who's been harmed and traumatized to see your whole humanity the way we got to for a few days uh, down in Huntsville, just be great for the public to see you, because I think like neither of you are who I pictured when I pictured teachers when I was a kid. And so the idea that there are teachers out there like y'all would have been super, super uh, wonderful dream come true for young me, even if I didn't really know how to act. Um, for Brooke, for Sabrina, I am Gerardo Munoz. And okay, this is where y'all got to join in. So what I'll do is I'll ramble a little bit. And then we're all going to say stay dope together. So, you know, the stay dope thing that we do. Uh, so we are here. We are out here. Um, please uh, communicate with us if you know other ways that uh, that we can get justice for Sabrina, but for also for the rest of us, that we can start affecting systemic change and sending the message that 
uh, racist behaviors aren't always just overt behaviors. Sometimes they're just behaviors that support racism. So we wish you determination. We wish you strength. We wish you resiliency. We wish you every little bit of courage you have to stand up for what is right. But the biggest thing that we wish for all of you today, tomorrow, in 2021, the GOAT of Teachers of the Year cohorts, we ask you to always stay, stay dope. dope. <laughs>